0: Accent, how to actually properly pronounce the words. That way you won't get made fun of by a, a group of older German men because you said apple and not Apfelstrudel. strudel. Um, no, it's really cool. Uh, I'm going to say right now, there is a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now you can get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners. Cause you guys are the best ones, by the way, at babble.com slash realm. Get 60% off at babbel.com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply. Visible is a wireless carrier that is not invisible. It is pretty clear from the name. Actually, radio waves are invisible. And I can say this with authority as a licensed amateur radio operator. That being said, Visible won't be giving you the power to see light outside the Visible spectrum. It's actually way better because having that ability would make getting around very difficult and distracting. What you do get with Visible is unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. You get one line of wireless, just $25 a month, which is great in these times of Economic uncertainty. That is one line for $25, taxes and fees included. So, whatever you're doing at this moment, please stop. Switch immediately. Now, monthly rate on the Visible Plan for data management practices and additional terms, visit visible.com. Listen.
1: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat, episode 362. I'm your host, Per Schneider, and we have a lot of amazing topics to talk about today. So today we will be talking about the Super NES Classic just got announced, Pokemon Go, the latest games that you can play on Switch and 3DS now, and also what it's like to talk to the master himself, Shigeru Miyamoto. So that's coming up in a second. But before that, I want to introduce this amazing panel. Put down your swiss. Zach, Zach's Zach. still not paying attention. The <laughs> show is on. Hello. <laughs> he's used to hearing the voice, of course, of the, the wonderful Jose Otero, who uh, has left us. Uh, he's, he's back there. He's right? still alive, but he's still with us in the back. Um, Did you make him a ghost? <laughs> yeah. it's Ghost? It's, it's Ghost Jose. He's, and are you the black left and hand
2: of Link Together? I'm the right-hand. He's the right-hand. Right so you hand. guys so, are in the wrong positions, but yeah. the right positions for the audience.
1: That's, That's right. right. So why don't we introduce the panel? I'm Pierre Schneider. This is Zach Ryan. President and accountant for. We've got Brian Altano. Brrrah, brrrah. And we've got, from the 70s, Sam Claybourne. Sam the champ. What's Claiborne. up, everybody? And uh, you know, I love Sam the Sham. We the we won't have we won't have Sam on for the entire episode because Rude. we have so many awesome topics to cover. But we <laughs> really, really want yeah. We have the best topics <laughs> that are coming up in the second half. But um, we have a very big topic, and uh, Sam is a is a great. You you're a classic gamer. You love the Super NES, so we wanted you uh, to be on for it. Mm-hmm. But before we get that, I just wanted to catch up on a couple of news items. Would love yeah. to do this every week. Just kind of hear about what's happening in the world of. Nintendo Switch. You know, we'll talk about some 3DS stuff as well. So, first of all, Ever Oasis snuck out. We yeah. haven't talked about that on the show at all. Yeah, Brandon reviewed it.
2: I did the edit on that review. He loves that game. Yeah, he so really does.
1: Yeah. I, I haven't met anybody who doesn't love that game. So, I'm going to play a ton of it uh, over the weekend. Have yeah. you started yet?
3: No, I haven't started yet, but I uh, just sort of rekindled my connection with my 3DS yesterday.
4: I was going to ask if anybody's gone back to the 3DS now that the Switch is out. So, yeah.
1: so, I've barely touched my 3DS since. It Switch. looks dim. It's I mean it's a different experience but Fire Emblem right now is only on the 3DS. So I did I did just fly to uh, to LA the other day and I only brought my 3DS and not my Switch yeah. just because I got to finish Fire Emblem. But you Emblem. didn't play Ever Oasis? I didn't because I still have Fire Emblem. There's uh, also
3: a new River City uh, game that just launched on 3DS, so I have a couple reasons to go back to it.
1: Nice. So, the, so speaking of which, I mean, Goner, by the time you watch this, Goner is going to be out on the uh, eShop for Switch? Yep.
3: Just launched today. It's $10. bucks. i am playing it now. Uh, it's incredibly difficult. It's so sort of hard. like a nightmare version of Super Mario Brothers in that it's a platformer with some projectile stuff, but it's also
1: very- So Rogue-like. like Sonic
2: the Hedgehog? <laughs> ah.
1: No. It's <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> it's it's div- yeah, but I I really love the sound design in that game. It's got yeah. this weird soundtrack. He actually got an award for it as well. Um, so that's out, and it's it's pretty cheap, right? It's like yeah, 10 it's bucks. only ten
3: bucks. It's really cool. Um, g- give it a look. Look at the, look at the art direction and see if you're into it. I would say watch some videos. It pushes back a lot. Like it's a very very difficult game, but it's about score runs. Uh, and every time you die, you start over, and you can pick new stuff to sort of reequip yourself with. And very binding of Isaacy, you can kind of unlock uh more and more stuff. Overall, as, as, like, as a, the, uh, like
4: a roguelike, kind of, yeah. And yeah. So, when you say that you're dodging a lot of projectiles, is it like a shmup? Well, it's no, like um, the,
1: it's like it, it, it feels a little bit like Defender to me, yeah. but it's it's with care, it's character based, not well, spatial. You know what they say, yeah. like, like Super Defender, people, yeah. rock
4: them into hyperspace. That's true.
1: Um, couple of more news items. So, Zelda's first DLC, the Master Trial, is going to be out by the time that you watch this, and we'll be all playing it over the weekend, so, like, you know, hopefully. Little line. Hopefully you watch. You're watching our live stream on that as well on this here Friday. Um, we'll talk a lot about that next week. Uh, ACA Neo Geo Magical Drop Two. I love Japanese game titles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just roll off the tongue. Uh, came out for the Switch. That's uh, it's just the uh, classic Neo Geo uh, puzzle game. You ever played it? Oh
3: yeah, it's really cool. Bust a move, basically. Uh, yeah, it's basically right? bust a move yeah. with weird anime characters in the background. It's all sprite based. Um, if you've we been have following, arcade cabinet in our kitchen. Oh, do we really? Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a magical drop. Come on down to IGN and come play that over here. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, if you're if you're following the ACA releases, they've been really steady since the switch launched with a new game every week. In lieu of the fact that we're not actually getting any virtual console stuff, but this one's cool. Like the rest, they're eight bucks, and um, yeah, it's just a
1: cool puzzle game. If you need another one of those, so we won't talk about these games now, but we'll talk a little bit more about them later. Mighty Gunvolt Burst is uh, is out for for 3DS. Um, you played a ton of the Switch version. We'll talk about that yep. a little bit later. Uh, RPG Maker Fest is out on the on the 3ds. Um, I mean, it is exactly what you think it is. You build your RPG own RPG maker
4: on your 3ds. That's pretty
1: impressive. Awesome. I saw yeah. so a guy
3: in the NVC group. I'm sorry, I don't have your name, but he's making a sort of like a stereotypical RPG that's just like, hey, we need to give you a bunch of quests so you can learn like, the tutorial basics of this game. That's the dialogue he's nice. writing into it. Yeah. Like it's very on the nose. I think that's really smart. So yeah, uh, go make some weird creative
1: RPGs. Too cool. And then uh, Platonic announced they're testing ukulele now on the Switch. So if you held off and didn't get it for any of the other platforms, that's going to be announced. The date is going to be announced soon. And then my, my favorite announcement this week is that Pac-Man Versus is coming to the Namco Museum collection for Switch. That was the um, whole
2: focus of an E3 Nintendo
1: press conference one year.
2: Yeah. So it's it's, this game and it yeah. is Versus? Yes. what year? Uh, probably 2002 or 2003. That's crazy. Dark ages.
1: So it's the, we we have that infamous connection to that reveal, the reaction guys meme, right? Mm-hmm. That was uh, the sad picture of us looking all depressed that was in reaction to Pac-Man versus. <laughs> so that first picture was us being genuinely kind of not that excited about the press conference. Honestly, it wasn't taken right at that moment. It was right. just kind of like summing up our experience. We're just waiting for it to get ready. And then the excited picture was a year later with Twilight Princess. But yeah. that was Pac-Man versus. So we have a lot <laughs> of feelings about about that game. It's a cool game, It's actually a good game. Shigeru Miyamoto
2: worked on that game with Namco. Uh, I think even Toru Itani, who designed Pac-Man. Like, what an amazing
1: pedigree behind this game. But
2: it it really is just one person controlling the the Pac-Man. Yeah,
1: it was multiplayer only. Now you can play, actually, single player versus Pac-Man, right? Yeah, the
3: the story of Miyamoto working on a Pac-Man game for retro gamers is a huge thing, but to sort of, like, tentpole your E3 press conference... Not so much, especially yeah. once people found out that you needed, like, four GBAs to play it. Like, there was a pretty high barrier for entry there. So, but
1: let's get to the big news. The biggest news that we kind of, we, we all knew it was going to happen. We hoped it would we happen. We hoped it yeah. would happen. We didn't know that it would be this soon. And yeah, then it suddenly game. happened when none of us were ready for it. Pre-orders at this time are still not up. We're all yeah. scared that we're not going to get one. But yep. the Super, Super NES Classic Edition was announced. What's it all about?
3: So uh, it's basically the sequel to the NES Classic addiction, Edition addiction, which you I probably mean, have for refreshing Freudian slip, but yeah. Uh It's $80 this time around, launches October 7th uh, in Europe and Japan and the 29th of September
1: here in America. How
3: can we get it early? Lucky us. I don't know because I mean, we, we get the weird purple
1: one so I, th- I think it's because it's gonna sell out and yeah, then we're so. uh, we're pre-ordering for the Japanese release yeah later. so
3: <laughs> to, uh, same thing as the last time uh, sort of a shrunk down version of the classic console different design from here to Europe to the to uh, to Japan um, and obviously slightly different games in Japan than we got here but 21 total uh, seven of which are third party which is really cool I think it's a higher average than we saw in the NES and also uh, longer controller
1: cables five feet this time the way they'm I'm, I'm, I am from Europe and I still don't get the feet thing. I think I'm 5 feet tall or oh. 3 feet or oh, oh, you do you do I do meters. Meters? Yeah. Yeah. What's so my, is this a foot? So it's like arm oh. to table? Yeah.
3: I
4: yeah,
1: I have no yeah.
4: t- <laughs> I'd say like 3 feet is probably like this so 5 feet is like
1: it, yeah. If you're listening to this show on iTunes, he's showing this. I'm doing of a very it with my arms, fish. which isn't helpful to you no, at no. all, and I apologize. I think them,
3: but. the reality is, uh, if you bought extension cables last yeah. time around, those will still apply because most people you don't them. sit five feet from. Are
4: this they street. the same connection?
3: So it looks like they are. So that's the whole cool thing, right? Um, and we weren't sure at first because it looks like the ports on the SNES were exactly the, as like the ones. Right, that we the, 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 yeah, the, the four-pin four or wired in the
2: press release, but I I guess that just means non-wireless.
3: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It means there are cables, but we saw from and everything. That's yep. Cool. We saw from the Japanese design that the actual entire front panel of this SNES pops forward right. and you can plug in your stuff there. So the controls hmm. uh, are actually the same exact ports as we saw on the Wii for yep. everything you plugged into the bottom of your Wii remote. A
1: weird clippy one. Yeah. For yeah. It, yeah.
3: Which means if you have like the wired classic controllers or pro controllers or whatever they were back you in the Wii, well. you can use those. That's sweet. Uh, You might be able to use your NES controllers on some games. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, we'll see if that works out. Uh, and then obviously 8BitDo and hyperkin and all the other companies that make third-party controllers yeah. will work on there too. So I have a couple of extension cables I got from the last time around. So it's mm-hmm. cool to know those will work this time. Uh, remains to be seen if this will get hacked or anything. Like we saw um, with the undoubtedly, yeah. undoubtedly. But I, I think one of the big thing that <laughs> Ins- you're probably immediately worried about um, is will I be able to buy one of these things? The answer is probably not because it's <laughs> impossible. But they did say that, that they will know. make it.
4: They will make it easier. So um, I think it was in ooh, maybe April. Or March when uh, Nintendo made that claim that that they were slowing and stopping the production of the NES classic right. to shift their focus on production of the switch and the at the time sort of unannounced unofficial Super Nintendo classic like yeah, They were no. shifting their focus to production on that So hopefully we will see more of these units and we know that they're producing them through 2017 but if you don't get one between September 29th and Christmas Ooh, you might be out of luck or you might I feel be like there's a, an exorbitant I, amount of money for a, a unit that somebody gives you off eBay.
1: Look, if I wasn't chasing Amiibo and, you know, some helpful NVC listeners and viewers have, have helped me actually get some that I just couldn't lock down. Uh, I would say they're not going to make the mistake twice, but right. it's gonna be it's gonna be a hot item again. And like well, they the NES don't make Classic. the money off the rare system either. Like yeah, the, the, mm. the secondhand sellers make it. So yeah, what I, is I the point hopes, of having it limited? I have hopes that they're solving it for this one.
3: I do too. But we also have thousands of listeners listening to this show right now who still can't get a switch. So it's in, we're in a weird spot. But, um, but you guys I,
2: think that like the audience though is not as wide for this? Like it's a, I think it's a better game. Are you, lineup, I was gonna say, are you amazing. kidding
3: me? Look at the lineup. Yeah, like
2: we'll, we'll yeah. get yeah. But that. seriously. Uh, yeah. we'll talk about it but like the nes is a is just factually like a more iconic system like people use have shirts with that controller on it you never see the super nintendo one i, I agree and with that That's a system that's really wear to widely office. beloved and i think we were in competition with a much more general public uh for yeah that i agree uh, you know sure.
4: andrew was telling me andrew gulf friend of the show he'll be on later mm-hmm. but he was saying that uh he, he one of the things that he was thinking about when it comes to purchasing the Super Nintendo uh, Classic is that people like his parents were looking for an NES Classic because exactly. that's the only system that they, it was the first and it was the one that was the most important to them. And so there's a, like you're saying, there's a whole market that we're sort of counting out uh, for the Hopefully, Super Nintendo Classic. But, but then yeah. the scalpers will still care about
1: this. The scalpers yeah, are so already going. Yeah.
2: yeah. So like there'll be a, there's a business built up around reselling these now. So that's just working at System.
4: Speaking of business, I have some numbers that I've crunched for you guys, just in case you were curious. Mm-hmm. Um so he's, the, he's the smart one. Yeah. Classes yeah, uh, tips us off. Yeah. The NES Classic had 30 games to this one's 21. Uh, so if you're looking at virtual console prices on previous platforms, uh, these 21 games would cost you uh, based on the fact that they're seven ninety-nine a piece, mm-hmm. Uh this these twenty-one games would cost one hundred and sixty-seven dollars and seventy-nine cents if you're okay. buying them on the virtual console. Mm-hmm. Um Compare that to the NES lineup. If you were to buy those games on virtual console, that's $149.70.
1: Interesting. Greater value. Thank you. Thank
4: (laughs) you. Yeah. Um, And then uh, just because I'm a crazy person and I wanted to find out for the collector market, which I think that these classic systems are specifically targeted for collectors, right? This one for sure, Yeah, we were um, just talking about. You could potentially go out and buy a used SNES, a used additional controller and all 21 games, but in order to do that, you're going to have to spend $877.78. <laughs> wow. Think yeah. about is it this, this way, like,
1: is this fair market price for the used cart? So the way that or I the way that I looked at
4: very, very I looked at the the most readily available used price on Amazon.com. Okay. So oh, like Amazon, okay. So That's I mean, a little weird. Yeah, I mean, Amazon is a little more expensive, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's got a better rating system and it's got there's more options for when you're purchasing used. And uh, I think that the most expensive cart I found was Earthbound at yeah. around 160 bucks. Mm. Um, but then there's other games like uh, Mario Kart that were like pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. Well, so if yeah. I went to Mario local... RPG
2: is very expensive and yeah. mana can be expensive too. So yeah, the, the, it's not a cheap
3: list. Why is yeah. Mario RPG so expensive?
2: It came out very late and oh. it didn't sell well.
3: Oh, interesting! I did not know that. And
1: then they yeah. didn't—they just didn't make enough, and you know they didn't yeah. do uh, additional runs. But uh, thank you for that wonderful. Calculation. Well, there's one more. There's oh. one more calculation that Pear actually did. Um, according
4: to my calculation. And according to Pear's calculations, the estimated playtime on calculation. this That's is. Same. Sam's calculations, there's a lot of calculations happening, let's get it. Yeah. Th- okay. Um, uh, we're looking at probably what, approximately 530 hours of gameplay across some yeah, of these RPGs Yeah, I mean, that's totally like napkin, You're looking at Final Fantasy 3, Super Mario World, um, right. Super when Mario it, they're RPG. They're
1: all big games. Yeah. So let's, let's get into it. I, I would love to just kind of go over the list of games that we're getting in the US and in <coughs> Europe. And the machines are the same. I think the European machine is much prettier. I think the Japanese and the European design of the Super NES is the just- colored buttons. It just looks so much better. And I, I'm definitely going to import a Japanese one, and we'll get to that in a second why. Mm-hmm. So we got Super Castlevania four, Super Punch-Out, Kirby's Dream Course, Earthbound, Contra 3, Donkey Kong Country 1, Final Fantasy 3 That is six in, in Japan, right? Great game. F Zero, Kirby Superstar, uh, Link to the Past, Mega Man X, Secret of Mana, Star Fox, Star Fox 2? And we will get to that one in a second too. Mm-hmm. Street Fighter 2 Turbo Hyper Fighting. And that's so the, the good one. The good one, yeah. the faster one, right? <laughs> super Ghouls and Ghosts, the hard one. Yeah. The hard super game Mario bunch, Kart. Super Mario RPG, Super Mario World, Super Metroid, and Yoshi's Island. That is the lineup. Yeah, that's just a, those final three lineup. would
2: be in an insane.
1: That is, that's a crazy lineup. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's like the the all-star great games. There are, of course, some some of our <clears throat> favorites missing. We'll talk about that. But Japan is actually not getting Super Castlevania, Super Punch Out, and Kirby's Dream Course, mm-hmm. um, or Earthbound, or Earthbound yeah. weird one. They're getting uh, Legend of Mystical Ninja, so Go going on the the Zelda-like one uh, of 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 the games on the Super NES. You love that game; it's so good. Super Formation Soccer, they get um, Fire Emblem. Mystery yeah, of the Emblem, cool. also an amazing game, and then a uh, uh, panel depon, so Tetris Attack. So you're right? telling
4: me you were telling us yesterday that the Fire Emblem game that's coming to the Japanese version is actually a double whammy because it also contains the original NES game, right? Yeah, so Mario. Oh, cool. Yeah, it's so like getting Mario it's, All-Stars. It's
1: it's it just cool. it's a yeah, it's a full campaign. It's um it's, it's it's it was one of my favorite games on the Super NES bar none. It never made it out here, of course. Mm. Um I, I played it on the the Super Famicom. But when you look at this mm. list, I mean what Sam what's your favorite game out of all these? It's kind of like picking between your favorite children. Oh, that's so I feel hard like. it's, uh, it's Yeah, so I hard. mean,
2: yeah. it's easy for me. I mean, Really? I, yeah, for sure. I think it's Final Fantasy VI. I mean, that game changed my life. It's really? It made me I would not have, have guessed that would have been your game. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. Oh, it's, I mean, I can't believe it's on here. Yeah. You have a, a Leeds Square... You know uh, RPG from that era on here, and and not have the other one uh, and Chrono Trigger, which which is it's just cool to have
3: one of them. And this is the one I would choose anyway. It's amazing. Yeah. What's your favorite? Um, I probably Link to the Past right off the top of my head, but I really love Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Like, no, I really? It's you love it? Oh, I love that game. It's yeah. incredibly yeah. difficult. Good music. But it's gorgeous. The music is fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some Super Metroids on here. There's so many good games. I think you, you one of you mentioned Super Mario All Stars. That seems like a weird omission.
4: Yep. Ah. It's not that weird because we already have uh, Super Mario World, which is, by my account, the best game of all time. Yeah, I I play it like that. So that's your favorite on the list? No. Oh, so I, I was gonna let you go next, and then I have a little. Okay, story. mine, mine little is super boring. It's a link
1: to the past. That's my nice. favorite game of yeah. all More time. about Tied that with Ocarina of Time, yeah. and then but just like when you when you say that, and then you look at the list and you go like, oh, but Super Metroid. I know The Kart. Those like, two was tough. It's just so much good stuff on there, and even like the Konami games. I mean, mm. you get an awesome version of Castlevania. Great music. They went nuts on the uh, Mode Seven effects with that game. The yeah. rotating it's hallways, really funny. the the entire stage that turns while you're hanging from your whip. Even the it's whip? not
2: the most fun Castlevania, but it has really funny Super so Nintendo clever. pumped up graphics. Yeah,
1: I like that it's you can so wiggle fun. your whip. Yeah, Yoshi Island. You, is the can same way. you can just dangle it. We all yeah. dangled our whips for a long time in uh, that game.
4: Uh, What's your favorite? Uh, game? <laughs> uh, so. I my first system was a PlayStation. That was the first system that I ever got. But fortunately, like towards the end of the PlayStation era, a friend of mine was just getting rid of a bunch of his old games and just gave me his Super Nintendo and a bunch of games. So I went back and fell in love with the the uh, Super Nintendo sort of retroactively. Um, and to me, the Super Nintendo is a system that I go back to when I have the opportunity to play those games. And it's like the way that I listen to the Beatles. Like I have a favorite record for a while, and then I go back and and just rediscover a new one. And so I would say like my favorite game on this list. Out of all of them is is the same as yours, A Link to the Past. But the one I'm most excited to have... The one that I'm most excited to have um on this collection is Yoshi's Island because yeah. I think Yoshi's Island is such an awesome platformer and it's kind and of And this is the
2: definitive it, version yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You we might have all played it on GBA most recently yeah. or the ports of that, but this this version's different. Right. It yeah. has a, a much wider uh, angle to see everything in. It has like touch fuzzy, get dizzy works well. Right. Mm-hmm. It actually morphs Ooh, and yeah. Yeah. this is tough emulation too. Like both that and Star Fox are hard So to that's emulate. that's what
4: I was gonna say. So Yoshi's Island and Star Fox two are I think one of only Two Super Nintendo games that use the uh the second SFX chip. Yeah, right. Yeah. So there was two chips built and those games, I believe I might be wrong on this. I but think those X, games... Man X3 might, so, might too. Okay. So,
1: yeah. And and by the way, there was a theory that we'd we we had not seen re-releases uh like Star Fox before because there were some legal wranglings mm-hmm. over the FX chip and that this collection clearly dispels that it's solved. Isn't that great? You know, you're getting not just Star Fox, but you also get Star Fox too. So quickly games like what do you think is the worst game on the list? Because it's like, it's kinda of I will say that game on this. Th-
3: this is a much more <laughs> difficult question to answer than it was on the NES. Yeah, with
1: yeah. the NES,
3: I, I would say ice climbers immediately, yeah. right? I mean,
1: there was He's a such couple such an ice climber hater. Well, he there's just, I mean,
3: come on, like, d- how many of you went back and actually played that yeah. game? The I
1: Jumping
2: haven't. doesn't
3: <laughs> yeah. work
1: well, yeah. it's, it's not very it's fun. It's a
3: platform game. The polar where you bear can't has
2: sunglasses, though. Yeah,
3: but that's not enough to <laughs> carry it. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's a weird one, right? So, I think that like this time around, um, if I was to look at this list, the worst game on the list, it's easy for me, Super Mario Kart.
4: What?
1: What? Wow! What?
4: Yeah, I agree. It's with not Sam. a good card. Super Mario Is Kart it, has. It, I don't have you think gone back Super to it recently? Well, it's, it's so yeah, hard it's to really play. Tough. It's really, it's really fast, and it's really hard to play. Friends,
1: yeah. I made a terrible mistake and, with the show. And yeah, you can I'm only sorry.
2: choose. You know, you can only play against one other person, and it's st- split screen, top to bottom.
4: It's just goofy. Oh, so I have a really a, funny story to tell about Super Battle Mario Mart. Kart. If we have time at the end, I'll
1: tell it, but we've mm-hmm. got a lot of stuff to go through. Well, I don't know if you guys are allowed to speak after this, but what's your, what's your least favorite on it?
3: Super Mario. No, I, was, I want to be able to speak. Um, I'm actually the, <laughs> the one I'm least connected to. This is such a good list, but Kirby's Dream Course is the one I've spent the least amount of time with. Yeah. So I like, love that game. Yeah.
2: You yeah. were telling me immediately. Yeah, I think you're like, gonna like it a lot. That, it's a good puzzle-solving, like weird tactical game where you like have like a Kirby you need to get to a spot and he can change and all these things and you kind of like knock him around and there's a great physics mini to it. golf right it's so
1: yeah. fun so yeah, like isometric good. yeah
2: and you can play against head to head people and it's a yeah it's a cool isometric
4: like 3D board yeah I've never played that one either yeah. that so I'm, I'm,
1: I'm with you actually on this one like for me it's between Super Punch Out and that's just because, like, Super Punch-Out to me isn't as special as the first one. I and agree. Like, and, uh, or Kirby's Dream Course, and just because of the type of game it is, it, I thought it was just a really clever um, clever game for it to star Kirby. And what they did with this, there weren't yeah. any games I like that. I think you that. guys
2: will, will like returning to it. Yeah. It's really accessible.
1: But um,
4: what do you think is missing? Uh, to me, Chrono Trigger. I know you touched on it. I've right?
2: done a scientific analysis of what so, is missing. Yeah, Chrono Trigger, so,
4: uh, Act Razor. I yeah. feel like oh, it's man, yeah. the- Check I this love out. that game.
2: Turtles in Time. I, I, took, <laughs> that, I love Turtles in yeah, Time. Yeah, me too. I took the list and I ran it up against the list we've already made of top 100 SNES games. Plug, plug, so, so so Google that. If you Google, if you Google <laughs> top it's super 100 SNES games. We just updated it. Um, that list, I think, was made five or six years ago. Um, but yeah, it's it's a great list and we already duked it out for what should be the top games. And I got to say, out of the first 13 games, only one is missing. That's Chrono Trigger. The rest are all on our top 100 list in the 13 through 1 positions. That's nice. pretty awesome. And then after that, you have uh, the first missing ones you see are Final Fantasy IV, uh, Tetris Attack, which is in the Japanese one, as you mentioned. Yeah. Donkey Kong Country 2. Yeah. And then you have a few more that are on it. And then you're missing Actraiser, Mario All-Stars. We've mentioned so many of these already. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get to some weird ones. Mario Paint, I wouldn't...
4: It's uh, so hard to replicate I now. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Mario Switch, Paint would be great, but it's like, <laughs> what are you going to do, sell a tiny mouse? Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: believe it or not, there's a third party that just launched a new Super Nintendo story, yeah. mouse.
2: Yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. So, yeah. Why? So just a few more to mention. Magical Quest, uh, the Mickey game? Yep. yep. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good one. Super, any of the Super Star Wars games, we have yeah. a couple of those on here. I really like Tetris and Dr. Mario. Uh, Mortal Kombat 2, which is would be funny if it was included because it's very violent for Yeah. the
1: era. <laughs> I feel like and Dr. Mario, though. Is It would be a repeat, you know, like any...
2: Yeah, Tetris and Dr. Mario is a really cool game where you can play Tetris against somebody playing Dr. Mario. Mm -hmm. It's a really clever game. So I could keep going, but my my overall point here is that, man, they nailed the top 20 at the very least. Like, out of the things that we as a staff chose, it
4: basically matches it. Well, there's no real weird non-sequiturs like in the NES Classic, like Galaga.
3: Yeah, like that's yeah. why I put choice, an arcade like, point, I, in yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, I didn't get that. Galaga and Pac-Man were on there too, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Yeah, it yeah, just felt like those are not great versions I, of those games. You
1: know, honestly, I think the Japanese, the the American European uh, selection is just fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Just having long games like you know Earthbound and Final Fantasy on there is so cool, and you've got the quick play stuff. I like zero. So so damn good, but then in Japan, Japan had a ton of games, like, you know, obviously like um, Seiken Densetsu 3 that we uh-huh, didn't get yes. here that could have been in there. Goemon 2 is actually vastly superior. It's, a, it's one a of the best side-scrollers. Didn't, right. didn't never came out here. They have Live Alive, this amazing square RPG that never made it out. So seven there would be characters. more choices in, in Japan that they could so have put in there.
3: I will say it's a little odd, uh, and I think it's awesome that it includes a second controller, but looking at this list, there's really only a handful of multiplayer games, or at least ones that you can play two players at the same time. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's one. true. You know, yeah. Street Fighter, you can't do Street Fighter without. But you can two count players. Yeah. Mario World and
2: Donkey Kong Country and stuff like that that you can you know trade off two. players. yeah, think yeah that's true. Secret of
1: Mana is actually three players, which you can't do right with uh, use the mouse. No for the third multi-tap. one is that what you use? Oh yeah, multi tap. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Hmm. With the Hudson multi tap, you could play. I wonder if three well, there's the
4: versus mode in Super Metroid.
1: So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but awesome list. But the one there is, of course, the elephant in the room on that list, and that is like Star Fox Two. Yeah. So yeah. if you lived in this in the Super NES age, and you said, "That's funny, I don't remember playing that." That's because, of course, it never came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the story with this?
2: So and a lot of people are probably saying, "I've played that game." That's because it is in ROM packs that you'll get because there's
4: been unfinished versions. Like officially, they are definitely unfinished versions. Can, this this will be a different version. Yeah, you can actually purchase. Super Nintendo carts that have Star Fox Two on them and play them in your Super Nintendo. Like that's oh, how it weird. Goes. Yeah,
2: yeah. So the the year was 1995, and there was <laughs> a sucks, winter Sam. CES. Can you believe that? Hmm. And at that winter CES, uh, uh, there was a game Star Fox Two, and there was a couple other FX chip based games there, including FX Fighter, which was a really dumb looking virtual fighter knockoff with the FX chip, and then Remember a that? really amazing game called Comanche, which is a helicopter game with a uh, FX chip uh, handled it with mode 7 a little bit landscape look up videos of that It's crazy. Enc- graphics, it looks huh? it looks Before like a low-res Nintendo 64 game yeah, and therein lies the problem mm-hmm. is that one uh, well Six months from then in July of the next year the Nintendo 64 was gonna come out with Super Mario 64 What an amazing launch game right that would change everything that was would ever be 3d again mm-hmm. also they had to uh, you know they also the virtual boy out at the time which is floundering mm-hmm. which
1: we should mention. They were very worried about that. There's
2: one. a game called Red Alert that looked just like Star Fox on that. Right oh, right right. Yeah. yeah. But um so in looking at that and in looking at the the FX lineup no matter where those games were Nintendo was like these are just going to look like bad versions of our Nintendo 64 games. Yeah. So according to the official story Shigeru Miyamoto himself stepped in and said, "Hey, like we we can't do this Star Fox game." We have to put our efforts into these other Nintendo 64 games, right. and and they did. And then Star Fox 64 came out pretty soon, actually right. after yep. that. But man, Star Fox 2 is a very different game. You can ex- you can go from planet to planet in the Lylat system, kind of choose your battles based on where enemies are
1: moving. Different stories each time, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's more kind of like randomized the way you go through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's yeah. like the Chicken Walker. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mode. Two-player split screen. Yeah. So, so a lot of things we saw in later games that yeah, borrowed from. Which it. is
4: one of the things that yeah. Nintendo loves to do. Like if if something doesn't make it into a game, they kind of put that in their back pocket, and then a a few years down the road, when they have the technology to implement that, they're like, okay, now we can use that. The
1: only difference here is, of course, (laughs) there was, you know, Argonaut worked on these games, and like, I can't imagine what it must have been like when you sink your life, like you're, you're waking hours into creating a game that you're probably pretty proud of in the end, right? We'll see when we get to play this, like, how good it was obviously it runs at 20 frames per second it's a little hard to play the old 3D games but if you play Star Fox there's still a really good game in there and then to find out at the 11th hour after this thing had gone through gone through like QA and all that then to find out it's not coming coming out it must have been heartbreaking for that team and heartbreaking
2: actually, and it does didn't doesn't happen
1: often and then you know like uh Dylan Cuthbert obviously he was he was a programmer on that yeah, we title he's interview very them. gracious about it you know he's very <clears> close <throat> with Nintendo he's at Q games now but like I saw a quote from Jess San who was the uh, f- uh, founder Of Argonaut, and uh, he said, You know, they canned it even though it was finished, used much of our code in in, uh, Star Fox 64 without paying us a penny. And then afterwards, they poached our top 3D programmers. There was definitely some. There was was definitely some friction with Nintendo. Right.
2: Well, Star Fox and that team, the team that worked on Star Fox, headed by you know the Argonaut team, they made something amazing. And it, they didn't make it for Super Nintendo originally. They made it for Game Boy. Yeah. They made a yeah. 3D polygon-based game right? called yeah. X. Yeah. It is remarkable. Uh-huh. That never came out here, so that would be cool for a future Game Boy collection or something if we got that. There's a cool uh, remake of that for, uh, I think, T- DSi. Yeah. um, Oh,
3: right. I remember that. I was going to ask because I do remember it coming mm -hmm. stateside to one of the DS systems. Yeah.
2: It's stylized to look like kind of like polygonal and kind of a beautiful way. And I I still think Star Fox is beautiful for not having textures. Um, But yeah, that team, like to do that and then accomplish what they did. For the other FX chip games, and then do Star Fox 2. Like that was not only, you know, a, a finished game, it was a finished game that was like a technological marvel. Mm-hmm. And at the time, Nintendo was in this race with Sony uh, with Sony uh, right at the end of it, but but the console war with Genesis was raging. And Genesis did a couple things. They did a Sega CD and then they did a 32X. And on those systems, you got games that started to look much better. And what did Nintendo do? They said, we can do this in a cart. We'll sell you a cart for like 60 to 80 bucks. You don't have to buy a new system to add on to your system, and it's mm-hmm. gonna look just as good. Mm-hmm. So they did Donkey Kong Country with. You know, pre-rendered, pre-rendered polygons that looked really good, and they put out Star Fox, and they said, "Look at these games alongside Virtua Fighter and Virtua Racer. Like we can go head to head with you." Yeah, it's so cool. really interesting. Warring. Yeah. It's a great creative.
1: idea. Yeah, but I, I mean, I, I lived during that age, and I, I did play Virtua Racing in the arcades, and yep. then I was super excited about having 3D graphics. Same. At home, but there was a definite difference, and like with fighting games, where the reaction time had to be quicker, like you could tell that the the chips just weren't up to it, right? Like that or there virtual wasn't, fighter. There wasn't, yeah, there wasn't a there wasn't a future for that with the current hardware, even with yeah. the FX chip and all. Add
2: that. this into the mix: Nintendo yep. was not only working on the Nintendo sixty four, but they had these big arcade games at the yep. time, and Killer Instinct was one of those. Yep. And like, so if you can think about an FX fighter, like that's yep. a really silly thing to put on. Put alongside Killer Instinct,
1: right? Yep. So yeah. Dylan Cuthbert, um, and who, he he's obviously very close with with Nintendo, Mr. Miyamoto. Great, you know, great game designer. Um, look him up if you if you haven't yet. Um, he he was he was very he seemed very happy about the release. IG in Japan did an interview with him. He called it a fantastic surprise. The team had a launch party, mm-hmm. yeah, like a belated I mean, there's launch pictures party of for it. it. It's really great. Uh, which I went awesome. to
4: like a restaurant in Japan. Ah, it looked it's awesome.
1: So so well, cool. I, I it's can't a imagine cool
4: story. I can't imagine how surprised those guys must have been. I mean, think about how uh, I'm surprised we were to see yeah. it on that list because right. there's that Game Informer interview from a couple of years ago where Miyamoto they asked him about Star Fox two, and he mm. said, well, maybe Star Fox Two is better left as a memory. Mm. And it's one of those Burnt. things where it's like, yeah, there was obviously no real plan to bring this out publicly. So it's it's kind of shocking that they would do it in a way that is like, oh also, this little system has a game no one has ever played. Right. Like Legally, yeah. well, so, it's yeah. it's
3: sort of like historically. Ultimately, Miyamoto did make the right choice. I mean, until now, because now we're getting it also. But focusing on Star Fox sixty four, that's the one people remember when they talk about Star Fox. That's it's the one not everybody really the Super wants Nintendo
4: wants one. when they see a new Star Fox game. They're like, yeah, Well, I hope it's sure. like Star Fox sixty four. Does he
3: so. say do a barrel roll? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the one you remember, you know. And I don't know if that's just because of age or because they talked. Um, I mean, it was possible to talk on Super
1: Nintendo. That's what so everyone so talked in Star Fox. It ran smoothly. Gabby J. And Yay! It was just a different experience, I think. Like, yeah. yeah. It wasn't so, uh, the beginning of It's the- an
2: archaeological cool move. Yeah. And it's something Super that cool. Nintendo hasn't done a lot of. And it gives, I think, a lot of people hope that we're going to get Mother Three as a translated game.
1: Bring that up, right? Yeah. yeah.
2: And uh, there's a bunch of other cool, like Japanese games, Mario and Wario, and as you know, aside from the Square Enix games, there's a and, and hoping Forsaken Three still, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then nice Seki's 2, Three, yeah. that the Mana sequel. Mm-hmm. Like, there's these amazing games that probably got pretty far along in the process mm-hmm. of getting localized. That hey, if, <laughs> if they got this treatment and like we all by this system, like. It's amazing what we could get. We're, yeah, we It would be awesome to, to have, era. like,
1: the archaeological dig site, like, even unfinished projects or something. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen anybody do that. Like, yes. here are the game that most we developed but didn't make it out. Like, to mm-hmm. make, like, a loving care package. Make like a WarioWare yeah. I of mean, those? Totally. Yeah. I mean, Ooh. and this, this was different That's than just like,
3: this was different than a game that only came out in Japan. This never came out anywhere. I mean, there's games like Tingle's Balloon Fight and Tetra's Trackers, yes. which yeah. are like those Zelda are games. Cool. That we never got here, you know. You could import them, or you Tingles can get them. Tingles, rosy rupee land. Yeah, yeah. which is another one. Very strange.
1: So, guys, I, I could talk for hours about the Super NES and, and this re-release, and honestly, I I'm getting real anxiety that it went up for pre-order while we we're talking here. <laughs> <I know>. So <laughs> we're gonna take a little Close break. True. We're gonna say goodbye to Sam.
2: Bye, everybody. Uh, it was Sam. awesome I'm just having take you. This
1: and go home. Uh, take your little portable with you, and we'll of course have Sam back. So we'll be right back. Here
0: we go. Oh.
1: And we're back with NVC, your weekly dose of Nintendo news here from IGN, and a wild Andrew has appeared. It's actually, I'm just Sam, but I shave my mustache.
4: Oh. <laughs> Into a full beard? What? Yeah.
1: I don't <laughs> think you know how shaving works. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Andrew. So there's Hello. A, there's a good reason we have you on, mm-hmm. because our next two topics touch on uh, touch on Mr. Miyamoto, but before that, mm-hmm. uh, Pokemon Go. Yes. I, d- I don't think so. My kids are obsessed with Pokemon Go. They still go out and play this, which is great, because they actually walk. <laughs> But you're, I think you were even more obsessed, like, when yep. the update came out, which just happened, what, like, a week ago, a week and a half yeah, ago? last week, yeah. You were running around, like, you're, you're starry-eyed, you were grabbing people and walking through San Francisco. What happened?
5: Uh, so they updated and added raids, they added raid battles, uh, and they completely redid gyms, but the, the big headline there is that there are now these raid battles where when you show up to a gym, you can have up to 20 people, and there's a raid boss that will appear, and what actually appears is an egg and a countdown. So, like, the game, the reason I'm so excited about this is because the game has essentially, they they breathe entirely new life into it. Like, if you open the game right now having not played in, whatever, six months, it's, like, unrecognizable because now there's all these weird eggs popping up and you'll get these notifications that a raid battle is going to begin. And basically, any gym near you, if an egg appears, there will be a countdown timer. And when that hatches... People are already gathered there because they know. Okay, in an hour, I'm going to be right there. Mm-hmm. And up to twenty people at a time can take down a raid boss. And if you beat it, you get premier balls, which are a new kind of ball in the game. And you can I have them. to laugh at that. I'm sorry. You can't just look me in the face and say premier balls. And I, we okay. are we are twelve years. Ago. <laughs> yes, yes. They're white and red. Stop <laughs> it! Stop it! Uh, as long as they're not blue. Yeah, uh, those would be great balls. But no, it's uh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, but yeah, you can catch him, and uh, it's really cool. It's a really smart system. On top of that, they just redid gems. So you're,
3: you've been playing this game since it launched. Like, I don't think you've actually you stopped. stopped, right? Did you
5: stop? I took. I finally was like, all right, I'm doing it. I'm taking a break. And then they released Gen 2. So yeah. I had like maybe
1: three weeks where I wasn't playing it. Where you weren't playing, playing it? Yeah. So, remember, but the,
4: we remember when we were in Europe and he was playing it nonstop. Entire,
1: we were yeah. like, but look, I got at Mr. That, Mime. look at that. Look at that. Yeah. Look at the iPhone 4. He, went, look, he only went to, to Europe to get Farfetch or something, right? I, uh, I went to Japan for Farfetch and, Panther, oh, and I got go. uh, Mr. Mime in Europe. I shot
3: a video of you when you got Mr. Mime and That's it was okay. like, it's. It's it so, so like completely exemplified why the, the hunt for things is sometimes more fun than actually getting it. Like we're all <laughs> trying to get that SNES classic. Yeah. Refreshing the site <laughs> is probably more work than we'll do when it comes to actually playing the game or mm-hmm. uh, enjoying it. You got Mr. Mime after walking around Amsterdam for three days, and you were like, "I got Mr. Mime."
5: cool now I put my Aww. phone away and I was like "Yeah, cool. now, now what do I Aww. fill the void with yeah.
1: <laughs> But so hold on with with the raids though I, I wanted just to clarify that with a and I haven't gone back to play it yet and I, I will in the next week but with raids you're all working together it doesn't mean it doesn't matter what team you're on yep yeah. and, and but then and at if, the end of the raid what happens to the gym well, so then the gym is held by the team that basically dominated that that raid
5: battle, but also you get a bonus if your team controlled that gym when it started, and then you play, then you get an, an extra bonus, maybe extra premier balls or extra items uh, yep. if you win the raid. And you can also lose the raid. Like, you can run out of time, which is really crazy, because there's kind of three tiers, and it has a difficulty level beneath it, or actually, I guess, four. And basically... A one star difficulty like there's Magikarp gyms and stuff. I can do that raid myself but if it's like Tyranitar and it's four stars like there's no way I'd be able to take it down without five other high level players. So it's it's a really actually really fun system. I,
4: I played Pokemon Go for three weeks when it came out last year. Do I get back into it now? Can I get back into it now? Because like the way you're talking about it now sounds to me, it's like analogous to the way people talk about Destiny year two. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like or like Dark Souls. Yeah, DLC. it's like it's like, well, now I've got all these moon moon yeah. chips and I've got all these <laughs> light levels, and
5: I, I don't know what that means. Like, is it too late for me if I haven't can been he, playing it? Uh, can you have premiere Balls? There, you can have you can definitely have Premier I Balls. Do. And there's always time to ace some moon chips. Um yeah. I think the reason the answer is yes, and I think the reason the answer should be yes is because. The secret best part of this, and they won't say it, but the secret best part of this is this is obviously how they'll roll out Legendaries. Because the okay. way it works right now is you go to a gym, and there's a semi-rare Pokemon, and you can catch it. Uh, there's yellow eggs that mean it's a it's a pretty hard boss, or, or a pretty rare Pokemon. And then there's pink eggs that are something a little more common. Uh, people found the game files, there are blue Raid eggs as well. And those, theoretically, will have something a little higher tier. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's when we're going to start to see... Articuno and Moltres and stuff. So like, when
4: when you're participating in these raids, are there like 15 people just hanging
5: out together? Just are there people out again? Yeah, up? I really am seeing more people because uh, uh. Like we live here in San Francisco where there's a ton of activity in this game. And so uh, Casey DeVries and I, the day raids went live, we just went out at 2 p.m. on a Thursday or whatever to go do this. And there were Thirty people standing. Holy at, cow! At, and, yeah, like, that's awesome. And that's that was that's when, so cool. So that, that, that many was people are aware of it. It was cr- at least yeah. around here. It was crazy too because that was when you had to be level thirty or higher. So like that was only the really highest level players. Whereas now they've lowered it to level twenty or higher. So it's pretty accessible. Very
1: mm-hmm. cool. Moving on to the next topic. So mm-hmm. one thing you know, the reason why I wanted to have you on is because you had um you had the fortune of interviewing Mr. Miyamoto, one of our you know favorite game designers of all time at E three. Awesome interview, by the way. If you haven't uh, if you haven't read it uh, yet, find it on IGN. Yeah, please read that interview. And I so think it, good. that's you. kind of like the aspirational goal of anyone starting out in games media or you know entertainment journalism is to meet somebody who's kind of like this maven. And it's like, um, was this the first time you met him? No, this was uh, this was the third. Jesus. Okay, so uh, you're an old pro. But what's what's it like when you walk
5: in there? I mean, that's the thing. It's like you say I'm an old pro. This was um, I had met him briefly. This was my first time one on one. Like talking to him and, like, being, yeah. you know, in control of that conversation. It's, you know, I don't really get Starstruck anymore. Like, I've been doing this six years. Like, I, I am used to it. I've interviewed plenty of, of celebrities, of, of like, like, famous industry people. It is so bizarre being in a room with him, especially at a show like E3, because you're, like, if you remove Mario from the map, Half of this stuff isn't here. more right. than half. The entire Most of this stuff is the here. entire
3: yeah. convention sort of implodes and <laughs> I mean, you you look Ooh. at like his creations and how that sp- like sort of spawned a video game industry in, in yep. many ways, which created now thousands of jobs and inspired thousands of people to make their own games. Yeah. I mean, how many games do we play now that we're like? It's kind of like Zelda, or it's kind of like Mario. It's got yeah. elements of Donkey Kong. This, this, and this. Well, yep. Not so much that one, but just the concept.
1: Think about the the one up mushroom. Yeah, like, they are like these icons that you can show to anyone in the world, and they go like, "Oh, that one That's, makes you bigger. Yeah. That guy with that one gives you an extra mm-hmm. life, right?" That's all. And you you
5: hear that there. when you talk to him, like like it's so crazy because like he's so articulate and smart and he really like there are some people you ask a question and they immediately fire off an answer like they they don't really they have kind of their pure bullet points or whatever it is he really stops and, and it's thoughtful and you get an answer that's really smart like um one of the things i asked him was uh when you when you in the 80s were designing mario and and looked at that character in, in your head did you picture mario now like did you picture what he's become kind of in 3d or has the character your vision of the character sort of evolved and his answer was basically about how, like, in the, in the 80s, it was 2D tool sets that were so different than what it is now. And he was literally, like, moving his hands in the way that, like, it used to be straight lines, and now it's rounded. Yeah. And it's just, like, the way, the, way he ha- the way he views the world is so unique, and you can see how he comes up with so many, like, brilliant ideas. And you see the cartoonist in, in him, too. Yeah, totally, right? yeah. yeah. Drew Andrew a picture. He did. He, he drew me a Mario Odyssey Mario. Mario. It's really cute, just like just like randomly, yeah. Just in in the in my notebook, it's yeah. pretty cool. I, I have all my stupid interview notes in there, so I had to tear it up. Um, Isn't he
3: just sort of just just an incredibly warm sort of kindred spirit? Like you meet him, and like he kind of lights up the room when that. Like I, I so uh, Jose Otero and I interviewed him in 2015 with Bill Trennan uh, uh, <laughs> translating for us, and uh, that was a weird year for Nintendo because he was focusing on. Uh, what was it like? Project Robot and yep. and Star Fox Zero for which was just a prototype at the time that literally looked like a widescreen n yeah. sixty four game, and he played it in front of us. But his smile, his laugh, his stories were just sort of infectious. Like you would just couldn't help but like just feel that there was you were talking to the, you know, our industry's Walt Disney yeah, minus the racism.
5: It doesn't, yeah, exactly. There's no, ego, there's no, like, there's no condescension from him. Like right. he, just, he really, like, he's so happy to be doing what he's doing. And I think yeah.
1: it's, uh, it's really special. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought, I mean, if you watch the press conferences, if you haven't seen the Ubisoft press conference mm-hmm. there, look it up on, uh, on IGN or on IGN's YouTube channel and just watch the you know the the reverence from the audience and the game designers yeah. when this man takes the stage. It's like it's hard to describe what it feels like when you're there, right? Yeah. And it's it, I, I I hear you on that kind of being star-struck thing, starstruck thing. We we meet so many game designers, and you see Miyamoto walk through, and you kind of just you get this like everybody is like, oh my god, right? And it's everybody. It's
5: literally everybody. Yeah. Like I mean, it's, yeah. it's yeah. crazy because I even um I, I saw him at the Ubisoft booth together with Yves Gamot, who runs Ubisoft, yeah. and like even like. Like, Yves Guillemot runs a, a huge company. Like, Ubisoft is gigantic. And you could even see, like, when he came in the room, he was, like, so respectful and yeah. so, like, very mm-hmm. obviously, awesome. like, oh, like, we're so lucky to have this guy here.
4: Yeah, it's talking about the Ubisoft conference, I think one of the things that really stuck with me, because your interview is mostly about, like, the future of Mario, where Mario goes post-Super Mario Odyssey. And I think one of the things, or, or, or how you design a Mario game, how mm-hmm. you think about it on that level. And um, one of the things that struck me is in the Ubisoft conference, there was that quote from him that said, you know, I told them have Mario do anything else. Just don't let him jump. Like that's my thing. And I kind of thought that that was anecdotal. Like I thought that that was something that he just said as a goof. But then in your interview, he was just like, I really challenged him to think of Mario in a different way and really do something different. And to me, that's what stuck with me was like, Oh no, like he does Mm -hmm. have sole ownership over the way this, this character is perceived. And like, you know, he talks about in your interview, one of the other things that I really loved is um, he talks about how he challenges his staff rather than create new characters to teach old characters new tricks which is something Mm -hmm. that you just don't do in this industry, right? Like you're always trying to do the new thing and create something new and make a bigger, a new franchise. And, and he's just so backward in that way. Like, he's like, I don't want to create a new franchise. I want to teach my old franchise to be new in this way. And I
5: love my favorite quote of the whole thing was that he talks about the idea of, um, manga artists would often have a, a single character that represented the artist himself. Right. And that character would appear in everything. And then he related to Alfred Hitchcock appears in all of his movies and things like that. And he's like for Mario, like, that's me and like that's that's my character and that represents me and there there are more stories for mario and there's more like opportunities for him in the future i'm like what a cool way of looking at it like he he doesn't just see him as like oh that's like one of my stable. He sees right. him as like special.
1: Right. Yeah, and I, and I think I I am I'm always happy when I see a new franchise that employs like the Mario universe and or does something new with it. You know, it's given us games like Mario Kart, obviously. So I'm actually excited about about the rabbits crossover too. But too. there are a lot of people who also see Nintendo as um, you know just kind of iterating on a formula, right? They say like oh Mario Nintendo is just Mario, which I think is unfair because we get so many different genres. Mm-hmm. But you know I I. I love it when Miyamoto does something new. When we get something like Pikmin, Pikmin, or when Nintendo lets a new team loose and and out comes Splatoon. Or I, I mean, I would Retro love with to Metroid see Prime that more. Or, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, sure. um, uh, you know, speaking of games, I think we should talk a little bit about some of the new games that actually came out this week. Mm-hmm. If you guys are up for it? You talked a little bit about uh, Goner already. Um, yeah. From Raw Fury, yep. ten dollar yep. game. Give it a look if you if you want to. Compete on in leaderboards and you want a game that will kick your ass. I mean yeah, it is very out some difficult. Videos. I yeah. think the um the Switch eShop
3: is it's pretty bare bones, but it's it's really fantastic in the way it lets you sort of a like tag games you're interested in and put them in a wish list. B shows you what's coming up, which is you know kind of low key right now. But C like there are multiple screens and videos for almost every game on the shop, yep. and you can just go in there and click through with the L R R buttons, and it's just so much quicker than it was in the 3DS for the Wii U or the Wii yep. uh, to actually explore games. It's also on
1: there. an elegant way to present that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you could you can you can tell they looked at the Wii U interface and remember how slow it was when it launched yeah, yep. and everything well, took forever and this one is snappy and fast. So
3: we talked about the 3DS I, the other day uh, or earlier and I, I, I pulled up my 3DS recently because I remember that there was a Samus Returns trailer on there from E3 and the way that trailer was presented to me on my 3DS I don't know if you guys have seen it is on your 3DS top screen there is a smaller 3DS top screen yeah. that is showing that video inside it. Weird. So you're just—it's very meta. And then on <laughs> Switch, you're like, "This is what this screenshot will look like when I buy this game." Right. Yep. And yeah. I think because it fills the whole screen, there's no you know janky borders, so it's really cool. So yeah, you yeah. know, go dig around, find some cool indie stuff. But
5: it's also so nice that it saves your credit card information now. Because like as I have been picking <laughs> yeah. stuff up, I'm just it's, like, "Oh, this is yeah. so much faster." It's yeah. a <laughs> reminder. It's
1: like it's the Switch really is a reboot, and they're reinventing everything. Right, the way the store works, the way the system. And friends and uh, friend lists, all that works, and it's like we're at the beginning of what the OS for that system will be yeah. like. And I'm really looking forward to all the improvements that we'll see in the future. Um, on the games release side, my favorite release um, in, in the last uh, week or so um, has got to be Cave Story. Oh Plus. Yeah, yeah, so Cave Story, obviously not a new game, right? Created by Pixel uh, Nicholas uh, publishes it um, out here, and it's actually there's a physical release with a box, mm-hmm. and they did some it's really nice stuff. instruction has, booklet. It yeah, it has like they they. Always put like extra little tchotchkes into it to make it worth your while they had a I think a, a set number of copies actually had a signature in it from yeah Dubsen, like the, as a surprise for people, for people. the,
3: yeah. the uh, printed insert has uh, I think there's 25 of them out in the wild that yep. have, that were signed that's yep. so cool and they just yeah, I went looking for yeah. like a golden ticket and it wasn't there yeah. but what is in there at least um, for I believe it was a GameStop exclusive in America but if you want one of these get them fast because they're going to go quick inside mine was a instruction booklet that's almost exactly a after the original Metroid NES instruction book. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like big and chunky and gray and it's got glossy uh, print and full mm-hmm. color illustrations and everything. On top of that is a tiny CD that I will never be able to play anywhere <laughs> because I don't have like an HP desktop computer with the pop out tray It's a mini
1: one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't
3: put this thing yeah. in your car or your no. PS4 it'll, it'll destroy get, it. It'll be gone. it. also has um, the
5: cutest keychain
3: ever. Yeah. So the yep. keychains are weird because they're blind bagged. You actually don't, you're not guaranteed to get uh, any specific character. I think, I think there's three or four different ones but you can trade with your. Your friends on eBay or go in the NVC group. Trade with your Trade friends. With on your eBay. <laughs> <laughs> so Trade that's, in the sense of like commerce. That's no. what it says on eBay. Trade with your friends. Uh, I actually got the main character, which is cool because I love him. He's got his little red hat. I love him so much I can't name him. But he, yeah, he's in there in a little red pouch. Ah, um, titular hero. Titular cave. hero game
1: <laughs> and his story. The plus, so uh, the game is thirty bucks. Yeah, uh, you can yep. download it as well, and it, I, I think it's a good download because it's not a it's not a huge game, right? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. kind of retro in its style, Super, super NES looking. And honestly, I mean, closest relative is... Got to be Metroid, right? Yeah, the way it's so set up,
3: it's it's like a much. Uh, I, I would say it's it's got less sort of Metroidvania elements in terms of like um, items walling off specific sections and stuff like that. Uh, you do sort of it's a little bit more level based, um, but it's incredibly challenging. I will like taking the task a little bit. I think
5: thirty dollars is kind of steep mm-hmm. for for the game, especially for a game that's for the come out on several game. platforms. Well, and it also yeah, didn't point, add like, like it. It looks better in HD, but it didn't. Yeah, it added like time trials and a couple of minor things. I don't mm-hmm. think it really like redefined a, a brand new. Package yeah, 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 and we've seen full-fledged.
3: Yeah, you get a keychain. We've seen full-fledged remakes of this game um, on the 3DS. Uh, we actually did a polygon remake, but you can buy this thing on Steam uh, for like pr- pretty much half the price of this thing. So yes. it's cheaper out there. I think the digital version should have been a little cheaper. Twenty would have been something a little better. That said, this is like one of the greatest indie games of all time. It's yep. made entirely by one person. It's been ported over and over and over throughout the years. Uh, it's great music yeah. too. Really great like story catchy
1: too. tunes. Uh, but it is like it's you know the the platform. It's got platform forming and you you got to do some pretty tricky jumps but you mm-hmm. also have a gun and the more a little like you know, triforce triangles. You collect the yeah. more you, your guns get upgraded. You can switch between missile launcher and gun Like, and, what I, and, and you do get like Metroidish items. And what I, I like about those
3: guns is eventually you, you level them up to the point where they assist in your platforming. So yeah. shooting at the ground bursts you up into the air. That's so cool. And you can kind of yeah. just like chain above a bunch of enemies, shoot them, and get where you need to go at the same time. So it's really cool. There's um, a story
1: too. some yeah. Quirky characters. It's really cute. Know.
3: Yeah, I yeah. really like this game. Um, give it a look. Again, like this is. Like, you probably came out of E3 being like, where's the third-party support? Like, you have to dig around the uh, and, and look for indie stuff on Switch because this is really a fantastic indie game machine. Yep. It's not really, you know, it's kind of like it's like the Vita with a lot more sort of AAA first-party stuff on it. Yep. So, I mean, that's pretty much the best of both worlds for handhelds. Yeah, so check that one out.
1: What do you think? Uh, and then Shantae came out. Yeah, right? yeah. Um, HD version. So Port, pretty. Port of the yeah. Wii U game, I believe. Yeah. Yep.
5: Um, yep. It came yeah. out last year. It, it's on everything. It's, yeah. Yep. Have you or played or this did. one? Yep. I played. Um, so I played a little bit of it on on PS4. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's it's not quite like I like I really I like the Shantae games a lot. I, I like the the different forms. I like kind of the actual like sort of movement mechanics in it. Mm-hmm. It's not it's not like fully a Metroidvania or anything, but you no. do like. As you unlock the different forms, you can kind of go back and unlock new areas. Yeah, it's really cool.
3: Yeah, it's it's kind of smart in the way it's designed. You're a genie and you transform into different animals that can sort of traverse into different areas. God. but
1: it sounds like the like perfect game for you. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love
3: it. I love it. I love genies and animals and transforming. So that's
5: it.
1: And it's like art style wise, it's a little Raymanish looking, right? Like very yeah. like a Saturday morning cartoon. Bright. Yeah, it's it's very like hand drawn, yeah. but it's yeah. so like crisp. It yeah. looks, looks so
3: good. Looks gorgeous on on Switch and handheld mode, and on the on your TV, it's like it's really really good looking. Yep. Um, $20. Yeah, 20 bucks. Yeah, 20 um, bucks. The animal transformations are a little weird because you can level up parts of them. So like halfway through the game, you're like, I'm a monkey, but now <laughs> I'm a monkey. They can shoot across the entire level. Um, there aren't a lot of levels, but they do sort of nudge you to go back to them and collect yep. stuff and find. like it, it'll take you probably a good 10 hours to 100% this game, maybe yeah. more. So,
1: And then uh, Mighty Gunvolt Burst also came yeah. out. Yeah, yeah,
3: Zach and I are both playing yeah. that. Yeah, Mighty Gunvolt
1: Burst is uh, <laughs> sort of this
4: weird map between the gunvolt games that got popular on 3ds and mighty number no. nine which mm-hmm. didn't really get popular anywhere but um <laughs> i know broke it's, a lot of hearts
5: I, but this did, is what Mighty Number no. Nine should have been yeah, yeah that's yeah. what i was just gonna say <laughs> is
4: like i'm playing this game as beck that's mighty number no. nine and it's easily the best Mega Man game to come out in years. Yeah. Like, it's amazing. Like, it's really, really fun. It's really difficult. Um, but it also allows for some really cool customization. Like, in the same way you were talking about the customization in Cave Story, mm-hmm. um, you can tweak the way your each individual gun fires your bullets and stuff. So you can, you can change the way that a bullet ricochets so you can hit enemies at different angles and stuff. And it, it It's almost like a a debug mode. Yeah, it's really weird. It feels like you're cheating. Yeah. It
3: feels like, so the entire game is supposed to be, story-wise, it's kind of like Battle Network. It's a VR simulation. So you're not actually fighting eight Mega Man Robot Masters but you are. But you are, yeah. Uh, But you can go into the settings and be like, I want my bullets to go this far. I want to be able to chain four air dashes in a row. I want my sub weapon to be this. I want my angles of my shots to
4: spread and then go 45 angles or 30 30 or 90, like whatever you want. My recoil to be set down here and I want my refire rate or my reload rate to be much faster. And then you go in and you play through the level completely differently than you did previously. And if you're like, this
3: game's too easy, then you make your shot weaker, you make your jump worse, you change everything and now you have a much harder video Game. Chances so, are you
4: probably won't
1: need to make this game any tougher, though. It's a pretty yeah, tough. Game. It's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. sounds like Inti Create should work on uh, on some Mega Man for. I think right?
3: I think you're absolutely right. I think no, this no. is a good pitch for that. Yeah. Um, it's very odd to be like you remember in Mighty Number no. Nine. We all got burned yep. by that, or not? Yeah, but b- we got burned by that game last year, and to see it kind of come back in this form in the way it should have been from the start uh, with like really beautiful chunky pixel graphics like I
4: really like this. I really love both of the Gunvolt games and the ability to play through this game as Beck as dumb as it sounds, like it really fulfills that that mighty number no. nine promise to me. Yep. Yep. Like it's like, yep. well, that game wasn't great, but this game is really good and I can play as that character. And you can also play as, as Gunbolt.
5: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of Mighty Number no. Nine Promises, still waiting on those physical
1: Kickstarter rewards Aww. from yeah. four yeah. years ago.
5: It's coming out the same day as the anime. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah, there are a couple of, I I've had really good luck with Kickstarters. Like I've done a lot of non-gaming ones and always gotten an awesome item in the end, but like there are the occasional stories like this one where you're waiting for a long time. Yep. Um. There was another game, and this one was weird. Oceanhorn Horn. Ocean came Horn. To the switch. Which we briefly mentioned it last week. It's actually an older iOS game. Yeah, I originally read it
5: on iPad, which is so weird to did see you, it coming to everything.
1: Did you use a like a Mi-Fi controller or anything? Uh, I tried to. I, I ended up using Touch. Like, yeah, not perfect, but yeah. But it was most notorious for like people called it a ripoff of Wind Waker. Wind it, Waker looks right? like, it looks lot a lot like, it, yeah. like Wind Waker. And it a little has a bit sailing. more like the the camera is a little more zoomed out. It was notable on iOS back then on on your iPad as basically looking like graphics. Like console quality, yeah. I, mean, it's I really would beautiful awesome. game. I would right? say if
3: you're going to compare it to a Zelda game, it actually has more in line with something like Phantom Hourglass or yeah. Spirit yep, Tracks. Yep, yep. In that it's kind of top down. It's a little more three fourths perspective. Um, this was a really logical game to put on consoles and handhelds and portables and phones that didn't have a Zelda game. Mm-hmm. Switch has the, 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 the greatest, greatest Zelda, Zelda, Zelda game, game. Yeah. but it, but it also so, doesn't
5: have a Zelda game in that style. That's right? True. Like, yep. that's like I true. think this one is. It is so low effort. Like, it's just like the puzzles never really get that hard. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really have anything
1: close to, like, the magic. Not development-wise. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, they put a lot of time into it, right? Like, sure, graphics, sure. music, Nobuo, Nobuo Uematsu. And oh, yeah. that's Ito. awesome. Yeah. Like it's super mean, polished. It's, yeah. 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 It's, it's very polished, but low effort as far as, like, it was more of a casual Zelda Oh, I mean low game, effort right? for yeah. the player. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like,
5: it's just, it's a very, like tune out and play it on a plane without you like you're never gonna need a guide you're never sure. like i think that's yep. the nice thing about it that sounds is really like, cool yeah it's know. actually like a, a pretty nice portable experience i haven't played it on switch yet but and like,
3: I, w- I will say that a lot of you who might like maybe the old school zelda purists that walked out of breath of the wild being like i liked it but it was a too much a little, cooking and climbing yeah, too much cooking and climbing <laughs> a little overwhelming at times it was just a lot to do um it didn't really have as much focus uh sort of as being something that's kind of like here's a dungeon here's a boss uh didn't really have so much of that. It was a lot more, you know, get out there and sandbox. But this game, I think, does that better. Uh, it's lacking sort of, I think, in um, just that really tight Nintendo quality level yep. design. That final um, tweak. That and, final and, tweak. Yep. The character is, you know, he's just kind of a boy, but he talks like... <laughs> Like a man, like yeah. he's like he walks <laughs> yeah. out in an area and he's like he's like. What I thought next was I wouldn't be able to get through this next area without a sword, and you're like, well, that's
5: weird that he talks like that.
4: But is uh, it like is he na- narrating it? I couldn't retroactively. Tell. It's really like, weird. I couldn't it's, tell. It's
5: to- I think it's trying to go for that like storybook thing yeah. of like. Um, like a, and then we journeyed into the yeah, blah 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 yeah. sort of thing, or kind of yeah. Okay. yeah. But I mean, you
3: you know you unlock islands kind of yep. like Phantom Hourglass, and, and you, you sail between them, them and yep. it's
5: like it's actually like I mean that was the thing this game. The mm-hmm. cat when it came to mobile, it really was like holy crap! Like someone really put like a huge world in. Yeah. I think now you're totally right. Like compared to Breath of the Wild, but obviously you're not. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. It is
1: a more manageable experience. Like what ten, like ten to 12, 15 hours. Yeah. Something yeah, like that, right? yeah, yeah. It's a shorter game too, so it's it's not like it doesn't take that full commitment commitment that a Zelda game takes, which some people might be into. It's, it's on actually the go, right.
3: It's it's longer than I thought it would be because it's like I put in six hours already, and it says that meant like forty percent. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh man,
5: this is. This I think it's gonna keep going. 200% it it would definitely take a while really yeah Yeah. interesting
1: and now ladies and gentlemen Zach's favorite story Oh no, I, I, <laughs> my favorite
4: story about that game is that Brian was like, called me over to his desk and he's like, hey, did you ever play Oceanhorn? And I said, no, I did not. And he's like, it's not very good. And then like a couple of days later, or he did not, not that it wasn't very good, but he's like, I played it. It's pretty cool. Like, it's yeah. fine. Mm-hmm. And then a couple of days later, he's like, yeah, I've been playing Oceanhorn a lot. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> what? All well, right. I think The difference between, I played it on iOS
3: originally. That's what, no. and that I know, where I was
4: going. Was, is this, does this port make it a better experience? Yeah. 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 So
3: I think it, it works way better with, uh, with actual physical control trolls. I don't know how you did this. With I can't.
5: Okay, I, don't know, I do a lot of weird things. Yeah. I, mean, Persona you're to a man, yeah, I was <laughs> going to say you're talking to
4: a man that's played Persona 5 like
1: six times. <laughs> I've <laughs> traveled to Europe to catch a Pokemon. I mean, yeah. I, I will say it's that blood like, for punishment. Yeah. D-
5: if you are even remotely interested in this, don't get turned off by the first hour or so because I think it starts even more generic than you would think right. but it does yeah. open up a little bit more than okay. yeah it's a weird one to launch give it
4: a shot i love Wind waker that's my favorite game of all time yeah. Yeah. i think i think you'd like a lot of it um it's a weird one to launch between
3: you know the launch of breath of the wild and the you know master dlc that launches today like there's a yeah. lot there's a lot of zelda on the system but really you know nothing top down like this so there there it is
0: cool
1: so now there's a lot of games yeah there i mean there was so much to talk about we're not even talking about arms i know you've been uh, very playing good. it the, the very time. good that came out you know 2 weeks ago and we've been playing it and talk we talked about it um, at length before as well but i think there there's a good amount of stuff to play now between these indies some of the bigger indies and then obviously arms and mm-hmm. yeah. you know more games are around the corner yeah. already this weekend is going to be all zelda for yeah. us but before we all get out of here and play uh, play games, um, we want to bring back a segment that you guys have been asking for a lot, and that's a question block. So right. Brian went through the uh, the Facebook group for right. NVC, so the NVC forums. If you look for it on Facebook, you, you can find it. Um, and also our inbox, you can email us anytime at nvc at ign.com with questions. We see everything. We don't answer everything because there are too many of them, but we do want to uh, get better at picking them and, and reading them here on the show. So yeah, take it away, Absolutely. Man.
3: I just want to say, thanks real quick to the NVC Facebook group. You guys are great. Uh, I'm trying to be more active in there and throw cool stuff in there all the time. Um, And I got a ton of responses just being like, hey, we're bringing (laughs) back question blocks. So thank you for being energized and and making this something that we really love doing. Uh, So we got a question from Alejandro Acosta. He asks, and we talked about this briefly earlier, uh, do
4: you think it's already too late for ukulele on Switch? No. No, I don't think so. I think that personally, like I... Passed on ukulele on the other consoles because as a spiritual successor to banjo, I want to play it on a Nintendo console. (laughs) I totally agree. And so, and I've heard that sentiment a lot, like not just from you guys, but like talking to people out in the wild. People are saying like, "No, like that to me looks and feels like a Nintendo game. I want to play it on a Nintendo console." Also weird. It is weird,
3: but I love it. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. So
1: that's the reason why I held off. I saw people play it here in the office, and I gotta say, you know, I looked at the game. To me, it looked a little barren. You could tell this was not the kind of triple-A Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie was a a big game, a big production at the time when it big was made. Bear. This is an <laughs> indie game. You you can tell, but that's not to say that it isn't fun. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I I think my thing is like,
5: yes, I, ideally I do play it in the go and I do play a Nintendo system, but honestly, I also like, I would have played it. There are just so many games. And I think mm-hmm. now, like there's actually a window where it's finally slowing down at least for a couple months. I saw that portable
1: uh, factors is just great. For yeah, for sure. I saw
3: when this game launched, it got a lot of reviews in this sort of six to high sevens, eight range, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is good. But then I saw that Playtonic was sort of planning to regularly update it and patch it. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself like, Oh, the version we get on switch might be Different. way further along than the yeah. ones we saw on other yeah. platforms. Uh, I 100%ed snake pass on on switch which is a sort of another sort of kind of spiritual successor to the rare era collectathon it's on sale uh, special, right now by yeah, the way yeah, yeah. 12 bucks you should definitely yeah. grab that uh, it's usually 20 it's really really fun and I found myself like playing a game like that that I don't think I would have hundred percent on my TV uh, in portable mode while like you know at a TV show on in the background and if this is sort of you know the empty-ish sandbox that we thought it would be and it's really just about like collecting stuff I'm totally down to get everything in this game on on my switch yep. you know I think that changes the parameters and yeah I would love to one day dig into the psychology of why we wait to play these things on Nintendo platforms <laughs> but I'm kind of glad we do it's strange uh, probably because we're
4: just big Nintendo
3: fans <laughs> uh, Steven Duetsman says uh, what is the highest price
4: you would pay a scalper for an SNES classic $80 let's, let's, yeah. don't Let's give them any
1: ideas dollars
5: $80, like yeah. I, if I can't get one at cost I don't I'm not gonna buy one like, I didn't yeah. even want to import because they briefly went on sale on Amazon UK I didn't even want to import it there because that already would be shipping costs and then buying right. a USAC adapter right. for it like yep, I fine. agree I, NES classic is the same way like I didn't get one until I could get it for six so, so I, I tweeted out the cost
4: that I mentioned earlier the 877 dollars for yep. like buying all the stuff used and I was really surprised at the amount of people that responded to me saying like don't give the scalpers any ideas like <laughs> I'm not trying to do that. Like this is obviously they're for collectors. If you're going to spend the money on a collection,
1: yeah, they're like, not they're not taking any ideas. They price it and they see when it will sell, and then they take it down. You know, they are already postings up before the thing is even in anybody's hands. It's just the economy that we live in now, yeah. where people are. You know, people prey on the uninformed. Um, I, I would, I would pay a hundred bucks plus for this thing probably if I couldn't get it I'm a huge Super Nintendo fan I, w- well, I, I would too also you got that EVP money so. there we go. <laughs> EVP money Thank I you.
3: would too honestly I have a I have my NES classic set up underneath my <laughs> my television next to the soundbar. like it's more to me than just something I'll play and chuck in a drawer yeah. like it's actually like it's a Weird centerpiece of my entertainment center, and yeah. I want that mirrored by the Super Nintendo. And then when they do the N sixty four and the rest and the Virtual Boy, I want them all. We on sort there.
4: of mentioned this when we were talking with Sam, but more so than the NES Classic, I think I'll I'll pl- I'll be playing the Super Nintendo yeah. Classic because, yep, like, for as sure. much as I love yeah. that collection of games on the NES, the Super Nintendo that's my jam. Yeah, like that's yep. Yep. that's uh, I it, love it so much. It's like,
1: also an era of where, where games be, in in that short generation games develop past the kind of like. The, you can still feel the arcades, the arcade roots of games where you repeat the same levels or you know, they uh, the, the cartridge space was so small they had to be economical with repeating tile sets yep. and all that. But these are such full-fledged games. You play Super Metroid and it's like no area looks like the other one. And right. it's just like, you know, I mean, think about Secret of Mana and how much stuff is in there. And I mean, I, this I, is I, such a great collection. I, I
5: consider Super Nintendo the best console ever made. Yep, uh, this too. also has three or four of my favorite games of all time in it. Like yeah. the idea of like having a small, convenient package where I could play Final Fantasy VI and Earthbound, Earthbound and, and Super and Metroid. Metroid yeah. And Pass, Metroid. Like, yeah yep. insane.
3: Well, Steven answered his own question. He says, I managed to get myself an NES classic because my wife is amazing and found one, but I would have paid $100 or 110 And that was for a $60 system, so he yeah. actually outbid the rest of us. You already lost that eBay auction, NBC. <laughs> All right. uh, finally, Julio Benavides says, now that Metroid is back with a vengeance, what franchise would each of you like to see Ninty bring back from the dead? Personally, I want more Earthbound. Let's just go real quick. I'm going to say Advance Wars.
4: Yeah, I was going to say
1: Advance that's, Wars too. That's awesome. You guys know I'm a, I'm a racing guy. F-Zero, 1080, and... Uh, uh Uh, I forgot about Wave Race. We haven't we haven't seen these games refreshed in ages. I would love a new F Zero, and with the power of the Switch, I would love to see a new Wave Race as well. But man, Advance was such a good franchise. Did you uh, did you play uh, what's called a fast Fast, uh, RMX? Yeah, yeah, Yeah. just not the same for me. Like I I I like that game. I think it's really nicely done, and it, it just like that weird mix and. I think we were spoiled by GX. GX yeah. was a really hard game, but Sega did an amazing job, basically taking what Nintendo created and then just running with that weirdness of the character. That's it. The, you know what? The that feel that's,
3: of it. That's what mm. Fast RMX yeah. was missing. It was missing large men in helmets wearing tight clothes I mean, standing next to the cars. I know you. are think that would have half joking, but no, but that would have changed true. everything. Yeah, it would have been yeah. like he's it.
1: Samurai Goros in that car. Yeah, yeah. They made it personal. What about you? Any anything I mean, you want to bring back? you still my answer. It's
5: got to be found. Yeah. Like I, my my secret <laughs> hope is that by putting. Star Fox 2 no. in this i'm hoping they've now set the precedent that every new classic thing they put out will include an unreleased game so if we get some kind of weird game boy advance classic thing i hope that's where right. they finally debut mother 3 yeah that's perfect
1: so folks Wait. i had a ton of ton of fun talking with you. we got to go in a second what you got i know i know i know you got to sign off i just want to say one thing uh <laughs>
4: you did the Columbo thing i then. know <laughs> uh, sorry uh <laughs> <laughs> really excited that this is the first show with the new cast. Yeah. Like, I really dig it. And I want to say that we are so fortunate to be on this show in a year where Nintendo has released a new console, yeah. has a new Zelda game, a new Metroid game, a new Mario game, and a new Star Fox game. Like, is that the first time that's ever happened in Nintendo history that all five of those franchises I or all five so. of those yeah. things happened?
1: It's pretty insane. Yeah. We yeah.
3: got a new Star Fox and new Metroid game last year, but that was weird. Eh, kind yeah. of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: yeah.
1: So, guys, thank you for sticking with us. You know, this was our, mm-hmm. our first show, obviously, without Jose. We miss him dearly. We're doing everything we can to fill his giant shoes. you um, have huge. If you have any, you have <laughs> any suggestions for, for us on what you would like to see on the show, we're going to rotate through the the fourth guest on the show. We're, we want to stick with four people, uh, talk more about kind of like the big news events of the week and give you plenty of feedback on the things that we've played. So look forward to uh, Zelda next week. Uh, NVC is... I IGN's weekly Nintendo show, but it's not the only weekly show. So if you haven't watched GameScoop, for example, this week they talked more about the Super NES Classic, a different angle. Were you on this one? Nope. Sam was on this one for sure. So you can hear a little bit more from Sam on the Super NES Classic. You weren't on it? Nope. No, but you can find this but guy out be on. Sam with a beard. So. Um, yeah, sure. <laughs> and GameScoop also talked about Metroid. So if you want to hear more from Damon and the crew, please seek that, that show out. You can subscribe to us on YouTube, on our Nintendo channel. You can also go to IGN and find us on our shows tab. Tune in, Leave us a nice comment and send us lots of feedback at nvc at IGN.com. Uh, guys, where can people find you if they want to uh, get more of you? Twitter,
5: I'm at Zacharias D. am at Agent Bizzle.
1: Uh, I'm Garfep on Twitter, and please do you read that Meemoto interview. Yeah, read it, read it. It's really good. So Very good. proud. I'm Pear IGN on Twitter, and we're out. Get the thing. <laughs>